January 1st of 2024. That's when this episode's going to be releasing. So happy new year. It's going to be nice to start off this new year with some foundational knowledge, something that applies to coffee in more of a way than we tend to think about it. So this entire episode is going to be based around water for coffee brewing. And believe it or not, uh, you know, coffee is about 98% water. So when we're getting into making our cups, we oftentimes don't think about just how of a how important of a role water plays in our coffee. But in this episode, we're gonna we're gonna break it down. Talk about you know what what are the the mineral and organic compounds that we can find in water and how that affects coffee, how how it affects coffee extraction, what it tastes like, just how important of a role it plays. And then we're also going to get into some things that we can do to get the best water to make the best possible cup of coffee. Now, if I say the best water for the best cup of coffee, I'm sure a lot of your minds might go to what is the most expensive bottle of water? What's the highest quality bottle of water I can think of? And that's not really the direction we're going into. Of course, we do want it to be high quality water, but we need to keep in mind that we're trying to use the water to make the best cup of coffee. That water has to interact with the type of coffee that we're using well. So let's let's look at two different factors. One of them's gonna be water quality and the other one's gonna be hardness, all right? So if we're in different parts of the world, different states, different municipal treatment systems produce, you know, water that might be safe to drink, but it's not it's not necessarily good quality water. And what I mean by good quality is it needs to be clean, visibly free from contaminants, and odorless, but we also need to think about, okay, depending on where we're at, hardness and quality can vary. So when I talk about hardness, what I'm talking about is total dissolved solids, which can be measured in the minerals and ions in that water. Now, TDS, total dissolved solids, can detect levels of microscopic minerals and organisms present in water um, in terms of parts per million or PPM. Um, but we also need to consider that there's two types of hardness. Now, the Specialty Coffee Association actually set standards for hardness, which we'll look into. So we'll, we'll discuss first those two different types of hardness. So the first one we've got is total hardness, which can be anywhere between 50 to 175 ppm, and carbonate hardness, which can be anywhere from 40 to 75 ppm. Now, if we're looking at what total hardness is, that's just going to be the amount of calcium and magnesium present in the water, um, whereas carbonate hardness is a measurement of the levels of carbonates and bicarbonates. So that's just some quick knowledge on that. We'll not get, we, we won't get too deep into that, but I do want to discuss real quick the standards set by the SCA. So we're going to have a characteristic and then a target, all right? So characteristic one is going to be odor. The target for that is going to be clean, fresh, and odor-free. Characteristic two is going to be chlorine. Target's going to be none. Calcium hardness will be the next characteristic. Now, calcium hardness, the target for that is 50 to 175 ppm. The next is alkalinity. The target for alkalinity 
can be 40 ppm, that's our target, but it can be anywhere from 40 to 70 ppm. And our pH uh, should be target of seven. Now, an acceptable range for our pH can be anywhere from six to eight. That's a lot of information, but I'm gonna give you some key takeaways real quick, all right? Uh, flavor is gonna be the most important thing. These recipes, that I'll, I'll give you some here in a bit, uh, they're gonna vary. And what you taste is more important than these scientific theories of what is the best possible water for coffee, all right? But if we wanna, wanna think about what are some really important uh, theories, um, the, I, I would keep these in mind. The hardness to alkalinity ratio of two to one, that's ideal. Magnesium and calcium are the most important minerals for coffee extraction, and magnesium is more desirable than calcium, and that's primarily because it doesn't cause lime scale. So we need to think about that. Those are some big, big things that we need to keep in mind. Be consistent with your water. Be very consistent with how you do it, uh, and it should also be convenient. You know, I, I'm going to discuss a water-making recipe that I used and that I use pretty consistently, even though you know water is going to vary for the types of coffee that I'm using. But at the end of the day, if I'm not doing a competition, all right, I'm not really, really developing my waters for each individual coffee I'm drinking. Now, if I'm in a competition, I am doing that. But if it's just me at home and I know I'm primarily drinking light roast, then I'm more than likely, because it's convenient, going to be using a third wave light roast packet, or I'm going to be making my own um, recipe, which I've developed for light roast. And that's just gonna be consistent with what I'm making over time, and it's convenient for me, and it's cost effective. So keep those things in mind. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the science here, but I also wanna start getting into what can you do at home to make the best possible water for your coffee. So let's, let's run through a few different options. What can I do at home to make a better uh, water for my coffee, all right? The first thing you can do is just get a Brita. Get a, get a water filter pitcher, and you might be in an area, now if you're in like Flint, Michigan, I wouldn't recommend this, but you know, if you're just, if you're out here in fucking Georgia, uh, and the water's not necessarily the best, but it's not the worst, uh, you, you might be able to get away with using a Brita uh, tap water you could you could find a way a little TDS meter to figure out um, how much TDS your tap water is producing and then what it is after. Um, but if it's less than 200 TDS, you should be able to get it down to an acceptable level, uh, especially if you filter your water twice. I know it kind of sounds a little bit janky, but it, it could work. Remember the big takeaway here is that we're trying to fit the water to the coffee. Um, I'll give you an example of where this, this actually works. So the um, AeroPress champion for the United States used a tap water from New York and it worked really, really, really well for his recipe. You know, I was, I was getting so obsessed with how I was working on my water and trying to make it the best in theory. And you know, this guy just used tap water and it worked really well for the type of coffee that we were using. So as odd as it sounds, you know, this isn't one of those situations where, uh, you know, if I were to offer you a glass of tap water or a bottle of Voss, you, you might prefer the Voss, okay? But in terms of coffee brewing, we need to figure out just, you know, how, how does this type of water, based on where we're at, play with the, the coffee that I'm trying to brew? All right, so what's our next option? It's going to be just get some bottled water. Now, I just mentioned a really nice bottle of water, Voss. Voss is good. Voss has the research um, behind it to prove that it's, it's pretty good for coffee brewing. 
Uh, Volvic is also really popular uh, among like, you know, home baristas in the U.S. But just because it's more expensive doesn't mean it's better. All right. So San Pellegrino and Evian, there's so many minerals in those waters. They have such a high TDS that those aren't going to be the best for coffee brewing. So keep that in mind. It's going to be based on the, the, the mineral composition of that water. So if I were to recommend two, just two bottled waters uh, that, that perform pretty well, I would say Voss and I would say Volvic. Those would be a good start. Now for our next option, this is one that I do most of the time, is just use a pre-made formula, all right? Third wave water is probably the most famous, widely available. It's veteran owned. It's easy to use. They've got packets that differ based on the coffee that we're trying to brew. So if we're doing a light roast, medium roast, a dark roast, uh, cold brew, espresso machine, you name it. They've got a different packet for each of those, which adds a little more evidence to the fact that our water formula needs to vary based on what we are trying to brew. But this is probably the most easy. Uh, so what you do is you get these little packets, cut them open, you dump the contents into a gallon of distilled water, and it creates a formula for coffee brewing. What I tend to do is shake it up and let it sit for 24 hours, and then I'll use it after that. I find it just tastes a bit better that way. Um, and, and that's all there is to it. That is very simple, it's consistent, it's convenient. So if you're maybe just wanting to give this whole water thing a try, uh, I would say the most convenient option uh, would be to just purchase some of these these pre-made packets. There's a few different companies out there. I'm just saying third wave because I have the most experience with third wave packets. So this is a very easy and consistent option. But let's say you want to do your own water recipe. Well, that's certainly fine. I do this. It's probably the most cost effective. It's very cheap. You can make concentrates that'll last for you know, multiple gallons. It's just, it, it is absolutely the most... Um, the, the most cost effective and the the most easy to manipulate. Um, so making your own water recipes are pretty simple. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you a water recipe that I just did, and maybe that'll help you develop your own recipes. This is just, it gets us, with this recipe, we're gonna get um, pretty closely aligned with those SCA standards, and this is just gonna be a good option for brewing coffee. So in one container, what I'm gonna do is make a buffer concentrate for alkalinity. So I'll dissolve 1.68 grams of baking soda in one liter of deionized and ozonated water. The next thing I do is I get a magnesium concentrate for total hardness. And what I'll do is I'll dissolve 2.45 grams of Epsom salt in another uh, one liter uh, container of deionized water. All right, now I'm gonna get into the actual recipe portion. So I'll add 40.1 grams of that buffer concentrate to a separate container. And that container, I'll also add 68.6 grams of our magnesium concentrate. And then I'll add 891.3 mils of distilled water or deionized nozonated water. And that's going to be our actual formula. That's going to be our mixture right there. So it's going to produce um, a thousand milliliters of water. And that's going to be pretty good for getting us in that target range. Um, so we could have 
some some pretty good stuff coming out of that. But again, just just as a major takeaway here, this is just a starting point. This is giving you an idea of where I'm at with one of my recipes. Um, and taste is going to be king. So if you're gonna make your own recipe, maybe start with what I'm doing um, and then manipulate that to suit what you prefer to taste or to, you know what, what kind of coffee you're drinking. And finally, we have the bypass method. Now, this is gonna be pretty interesting here because I've gone over the bypass method for coffee brewing, but there's also a bypass method for water, all right? So what you're gonna be doing here is pretty simple. You're gonna have a primary water source that's completely stripped of minerals, uh, and then you add some tap water to that to give it a bit of hardness. And that, that's really all there is to it. So it depends on where you're at. This is obviously going to produce different results. Different results. This is where having one of those TDS meters um, would be pretty ideal because then you can kind of see where your tap water is at, how, what, what percentage of tap water you want to add um, to your bypass. So pretty good, pretty good method here. A lot of coffee shops tend to do this um, just because it's, easy it's easy it's cost effective it, it just it works out really well for making these really large quantities of uh, brewing water now this is just a really hard and fast look at some things that we can do to make a better cup of coffee all right water is a key part of that coffee brewing formula it's it's often overlooked and no matter how good the coffee is water is going to affect the way it tastes so best thing that we can possibly do to ensure that we've got uh, some good water is just look at the quality and figure out the hardness of what we're using and then go from there. All right. Uh, that, that's one of the biggest things or two of the biggest things that we can do. Uh, and I'm not necessarily a subject matter expert on the topic of water. As a matter of fact, that's one of my goals for this next year is learning how to purify water in austere environments or the field. Um, so, so I need to work on some things with it, but as far as water for coffee brewing goes, all right, these are some very general guidelines that you can follow that should hopefully make your cup better. So on the DDC side of things, we got a few, few good things happening. We got the pre-order closed, the average turnaround for those from, uh, me submitting the order for fulfillment to me getting them bagged up and sent out to y'all. It's been about 11 days. So those we heading out pretty quick. Um, if you miss the pre-order, don't worry. This isn't a fucking hype beast company. I always order overstock in case someone missed the pre-order. So you guys will be able to get it then. Uh, they'll, they'll get put on the website at the end of the month. Uh, I'm going to be flying out to Vegas towards the end of the month as well. So I'll be there doing a few range shoots uh, with a few guys during the, the, the period of SHOT Show. And we got arrow presses on the site now. So if you want to start your year off with a higher standard uh, for your coffee brewing, uh, get an arrow press from me. Uh, I cannot recommend them enough. And I'm not saying that just because I'm selling them. Uh, I, I have used them in a number <laughs> of environments where you would not think they, they would be found and they perform well and make a great cup of coffee. So just some things to look out for. I'll also be changing locations. All right. The area that I've been conducting business in has, you know, become pretty high crime, uh, no longer worth living in. So I'm going to be changing locations, still remaining in the state of Georgia, but I will be moving. So 
that will be coming at the very, very end of the month. The store may go down for like five days and they'll get right back up. So not a big deal. We're still pushing forward. Now, if you got something from this podcast, if you, you're learning how to make better cups of coffee, if you're going to try these water brewing techniques, if you think it might help a friend do some things for me, all right, give it a five-star review and send it to a friend. Only if you think it's worthy, only if you think it's actually earned that. Uh, I would certainly appreciate it. Uh, I thank you for your time. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you on the next episode of Degenerate Drinking Coffee.